right, what's up, y'all? It's another episode of the On Here Podcast. I'm Bria. I'm Denzel. And we got a special guest. You want to introduce yourself? I used to be Mike uh, Mike Wood LaFleur, but Twitter got me up out of here, so just call me Mike Black. <laughs> <laughs> All right, extra. <laughs> I, told, I, think, I, I don't know why, but I think the motherfucker... Had got me up out of here because I told the dude he was a bitch ass faggot for making <laughs> Katrina jokes. You know you can't say that. No, nah, you know you can't say that. But Katrina jokes ain't never been funny. I know yeah. Katrina jokes really ain't never been funny, but you you uh, know how that is about you know. Right. <laughs> we gonna get you to drop your Twitter at the end of this. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's get into this. Denzel, how was your week? It was good, man. It was good. You know, my boys from Bama, you know, they, they started off my week real nice. Oh, I, what? I can't even hear you. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Hey, LSU had two bye weeks. Uh, <laughs> LSU had two bye weeks. Right. They might as well. I, I don't remember a football game happening. <laughs> That's crazy. I don't even know what you're talking about. This boy. This boy got some exception shit going on. This boy. You know, you know, that happened. Boy, the haunting the hill house. He done made up something in the future. You know, that happened. And then my little boy, he beat up the class bully. So it's been a pretty good week. Yeah, let's do it one time for the one time. (laughs) Right. What about y'all? I mean, Sunday was a great day. That was the start of my week. Uh you know, size one. I heard the Rams. You heard of them before? <laughs> I, I don't remember where they live, but yeah, the Rams. All right, they're gonna be back. They told me that was good. They're gonna be back. I'm letting you know. They said it was good. <laughs> hey. They said number one defense. Niggas got beat on 130. What million, Aaron? What's his last name? No, I mean, you know, they don't even matter. What's his Aaron? That's his name. I mean, you All know, I know, you it's know. one of them. One of them niggas out there put 211 yards up on the mother. Oh, I mean, that's I mean, a let's, boy. Let, let's put it like this. Let's put it like this. The Rams came into Sunday, the number one defense in the league, and then LSU came into the game Saturday. The then then the, uh, the Saints had won that game. <laughs> something beautiful. Listen, let me tell you. Right. Let me tell you about what the Saints did on Sunday. I'm not fooling with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you got me fucked up. <laughs> All right, we love to play games. Nice. All right, so I think we got a interesting topic today. Yeah, we we about to do some defending. That's what we about to do. I mean, mm-hmm. be offended. I hope we so. we not we not about to. Please have, check me in my mentions. Saying, please, y'all not about to be out here slandering us black kings. Let's get that. Oh. <laughs> Big fat. <laughs> like, <laughs> we about to set the record straight with this one. All right, let's do it. Let's get into it. So I'm going to kind of be the proctor All right, bet. on this. Mm-hmm. Y'all, I mean, because y'all the subject matter experts. So All right, I know I, I like to know my place. Uh, <laughs> and it's not the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> so Don't make that sound. Right. Because I love when a nigga tell me that. Uh, so the first topic, we, t- we talk about black men today. All right. All right, so yeah. we're gonna get into black men and fatherhood. All right. Mm-hmm. Why do y'all think that there's that myth that the black father does not exist? Uh, all right, you, you, Mike, you, you want to go first? first? You want me to go? I was gonna ask you. You go. We can, we can let I get. Yeah, that go. First. Yeah, go all first. Right. You go. Um, I mean, personally, man, that shit. I'm gonna assume that it started like I'm gonna say before I was born. So I say maybe around the '80s, the crack epidemic. Yeah. 
Um, I said that probably that's probably when that myth, you know, got created because there were a lot of people uh, who missed out on having daddies and shit. And I just think um, on top of that, what we see and what we hear uh, plays a huge part in people believing that um, people don't have like black like black people don't have fathers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we all fucking came from somewhere, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And we all learned. Right. Uh, something from my pops whether he wasn't where he was there or not but still shit i say it's complete bullshit now am i gonna say that you know what i'm saying that there are black men that don't show up for their kids oh for sure i see it every day when i'm at work right but um shit hey all i know is black people really be there for their kids you know what i'm saying more than what they get credit for so shit that's just that's 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 my take on it you know what i'm saying i i, I agree with with you, um, especially when you speak of the eighties generation, um, because that played a huge part in our community. Because I mean, it was like they like they said it. I mean, it was a war, and it was a war on us. And mm-hmm. they, I mean, not they, but Reagan. I mean, he flooded the whole hood mm-hmm. with crack. Right. He, he, I mean, he, I mean, flooded it. You know, and not not just crack. He flooded it with pistols. ARs, any type of weapon you want. Like he right. flooded the hood. So he made the hood a war zone. So, mm-hmm. you know, you put drugs, you put money, you put guns, you know, into, I think, in any neighborhood, it don't even have to be black, you're going to have a problem there. Because that's, right. that's the center of all your problems. So not only that you, you, you know, you already had black men who were at a disadvantage in the United States and they couldn't really make the money they needed to make to support their family. And then you show them a different way to make some quicker money. But what come with that quicker money is jail time, death, or inevitably you might you might start using your own product, which I'm mm-hmm. sure a lot of dudes start mm-hmm. doing. And before mm-hmm. you know That's it, right. before you know it, that same product that was making you money, now it's costing you money. Now it's costing you your family. Now it's costing you your freedom. So really I, I think I think that like, you know, like you said, that was that was the, the start of all of it right there but it you know i think as the generations went on especially in the 90s you know like Mm -hmm. as black people i don't want to say i hate it but i kind of look at it funny when we kind of claim bill clinton because because like okay like don't get me wrong like bill was a nigga like he was a nigga like don't don't, like i mean he not a nigga physically by skin pigment whatever Bill's a nigga. I mean, he wrote G Nights and got hit from an intern in the Oval Office. That's some nigga shit. To and me. played the saxophone. Yeah, and played the saxophone. That's some nigga shit. You know what I'm saying? That's some nigga shit. That's some nigga shit to me. Like that's that's, that's not. And he stole some furniture on his way out the office. Right. You know. What I'm, you know what I'm saying? And and he kept his wife. You know, like so. That's, that's some nigga shit to me. But I don't think people. I think people always tend to look over the crime bill that he passed. Mm-hmm. Like them mm-hmm. them people that got arrested in the '80s. Them, those men, those fathers, those brothers that was about to get out of jail in the 90s, they couldn't mm-hmm. once Bill passed that crime bill. Mm-hmm. Like, years got added on to their sentence. And I ain't talking threefold. I'm talking 30, 40. Get into it. <laughs> got added on to their sentence. So those fathers that could have came out when their kids was 19 years old, they didn't get to see their kids until they was 19, 20 years old. So that, you know, that 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 prolonged yeah. it. And I think through those two generations, I think those are the, the, the two pivotal generations that, you know, created the stigma because mm-hmm. you had so many fathers that were behind bars instead of in their kids' life. 
And mm-hmm. you know, like he said, the 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 small amount that we do have, which I don't know how small it is, because I don't know the statistics. But if I had to guess, but um, um, because of the amount of men that's in jail, it's still a small amount of men that's out here that's actually in their kids' life. Mm-hmm. But the ones that are in their kids' life, they're in their kids' life. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, like I I, I don't want to discredit that. Like you know, like I'm a I'm a father myself. My father wasn't in my right. life. I saw him three times, one including his funeral. So wow. when I had my son, I always said, like, I was not going to keep that cycle going. Like, no matter mm-hmm. what, no matter what me and his mama went through, I was going right. to figure it out. And that's what I'm doing. And I know a lot of other men like that. Now, on the flip side of that, I know a lot of men that, you know, they had so much animosity and they just had enough for their baby mama that they just said the hell with it. Right. You know, and, yeah. you know, it's hard for me to sometimes to look down on those men because I seen what my mother did to my right. dad. You get what I'm saying? So it's like, you. you know, maybe because I didn't have my dad that I had the drive to be a father regardless of my situation with my son's mm-hmm. mother. But no. a lot of men, you know, even you could call it wrong, but some of them they just don't they don't they don't see it as worth it. They really don't. Mm-hmm. They they don't see the headache as worth it. Like even though you should think about the child, everybody tell you. Think about the child once the child born. Think about the child. It's hard to think about the child when you got your baby mama coming up to your job trying to get you fired. Or you got your baby mama coming bust out your windows every other right. week. Or you got your baby mama asking you for money for the kids. But then when you see her again, she got her hair done, but the kids look like they've been through hell. Like right. that, that's, a, that's, a, that's a lot for a man to intake over and over right. and over. So that's why when I see them dudes and they be like, man, I know it's bad. I know I need to do better, but I just can't take my baby mama. I, just, I leave my comments to myself. Because right. I, I can't, I can't be in their shoes. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't, I can't tell them like, oh, your kid is more important. Which I feel like they know. They know their kid is important. They know being in their kid's life right. is important. But they got a huge roadblock to their kid. And a lot of men, they just, they don't want to deal with it. And they just, right. they find themselves slowly distant. And then to, you know, before you know it, it's 10, 15 years gone by, and you ain't been in your child life since he was four, five years old. So, right. you know, yeah, the stigma is there, but the stigma is there, and it wasn't there because black men just woke up one day and said, "I wasn't gonna be a father." Right. Like it was, mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was a, pro- a progressive thing. It was a plan that wasn't made by us to make it this way. And part of that, I think, is um, I think a lot of people don't count black dads for being in lives because they confuse the 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 father and the mother being together and then them being apart, they count that as the dad not being in life because they're not under the same roof. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's where a lot of misconception comes from. Yeah, I, I can I can definitely agree with that. Because a, a lot of people still think like just being a single parent means that the father's absolutely not involved. Nah. And that's not necessarily the case. No, no, it's not. But I mean, you know, like you said, once they see that it's a split, you know, parent household, then that's just that's usually what it is. Right. You know, like, right. for instance, like, like I said, like, I'm not with my son's mom. So, you know, but you're I, very active. right. I'm very active. Yeah. But I've seen I've seen the looks on teachers faces when I first come to the school. Uh-huh. Some of them are like, man, like, who are you? You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. And that's, that's, you, that's, don't, you know, you don't see it often. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's not their fault. You get what I'm yeah. saying? They just did not know that because his mother is the one who primarily picks him up, 
and dropped him off yeah. at, at school. So when I come to yeah. go pick him up, it's just like, damn, like, where you been at? But it's like, I've been here. I just don't pick right. him up. And, you know, I don't drop him off and pick him up every day. So you didn't know me. Gotcha. Right. I mean, I think a lot, like like you said, I think I'll go back, going back to what you said earlier about um, the stigma being there because it's a, it's a roadblock to, to uh, fathers being able to be fathers. I mean, regardless of the roadblock, um, I mean, like you say, you don't judge, but you still got to be there. I mean, I think a lot of times, uh, a lot of men are scared to enter a courtroom to have legal battles um, regarding their kids because they feel like they'll lose. But I mean, you got to really exhaust your options and get really creative when it comes down to that. Um, Because ultimately, the further you are, the further away from your child later on down the line, the more animosity that builds up um, between, you know, that strained relationship. So I just think a lot of times black men and also having some discernment um, with who you sleeping with. And I think that's a big part of, that's a big part of what we don't talk about either. Right. Shit like that, yeah, man. yeah. And uh, like I was saying, I was like, man, I said a lot of it boils down to, and I think um, it's something that never gets talked about amongst men is the accountability of who we sleep with too. Um, (laughs) Because oftentimes you got a lot of kids out here who were made strictly out of lust and not love. Yep. And so, I mean, you know, I said, like you said, I'm a father too. I think my attachment to to my baby was so strong because of the way I felt about her mother. Like, I didn't see her mother's like no jump off of somebody who I couldn't fucking stand and I wish I would have never ran up in. Right. It was like, you know what I'm saying? Like I, you know, I felt really strongly about her. So after nine months passed, then my baby came out and I'm looking at her and it's like, damn, you know what I'm saying? You kind of like a split, you know, you look like your mom's. So um <clears throat> At that point, man, I understood the the importance of a two, you know what I'm saying, a two two system unit when it comes to that, man. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that that those that first those first couple months are really difficult. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I think it's very important um the whole accountability with men and who we sleep with and how we choose to do them. Um because it begins so early. Mm-hmm. That lack of accountability. And me and Bria talked about it on right. our previous episodes. How, you know, I'm sure you went through it when you were 16, 17, 18, you know, maybe 19, 20. Your mama thought it was, she she slick thought it was cute for you to be, you know, out there and, you know, doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as you got older, then your mama, she'll step in and she'll be like, you need to get out them streets or you need right. to leave them little girls alone. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But yeah. if that starts, when you're 14, 15, and you start dating girls, and your mama tell you, like, look, you need to treat her this way, that way, you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Then I feel like that would carry over the accountability to when we're right. young men. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're a young man, like, these days, and you get out the house, you're 18, 19, in college, whatever, so have it, you you pretty much a dog off a leash. Yeah. you Pretty much. Like, yeah. you are pretty much, like, and society has made, has has welcomed it like it's gotten to the point to where if you got a couple and the man cheat on the woman and she get all mad and she go to social media or whatnot nobody talking to the dude nobody talking to the dude besides the girl and her friends that's the only other people 
because everybody else is laughing about it. Your homeboy right. is laughing about it. Right. You know, nobody nobody's telling you besides them, nobody's telling you like, man, you was down bad for that shit. Like you need to apologize. Right. Like you, you need to address her as a woman and, and you know, treat her nicely. You've yeah. done bad enough. But instead, most of your homeboys like, oh man, fuck up, man. Right. Don't you got another one on the way? You get what I'm saying? So it's just like that that accountability thing is very big and it's lacking with us black yeah. men. It lacks. And um, like I said, when I when I'm at work, I see it every day. Um how um, young black, you know what I'm saying, young black men don't hold themselves accountable for shit, even the problems they create. Yep. You know, and so when it gets to that point, it's kind of like everybody, you know, you got to take that pause and you got to really instill that because a person who is not accountable is a person who's very reckless at the end of the day. Right. You can do whatever because you're never going to feel like you're wrong. Um, And when you never feel like you're wrong, you do a lot of, you know what I'm saying, over the top shit, you know, just because of how you feel about stuff. But, um, like shit, like I said, man, you start there with just accountability. Who you sleep with, man. A lot of stigmas could change. Yep. Uh, you know what I'm saying. A lot of stigmas could change at that point because then you'll have more uh, people. You know what I'm saying who were able to tolerate each other after after a nut. Yeah. Um. You know what I'm saying. And I'm not saying that everybody would have worked out, but it's still, it's still, even if it didn't work out, you would still, you know what I'm saying, have that level of. Um, yeah, level, to, to right. you know what I'm saying, co-parent. Yeah, you know that's all I'm about to say. Baby. Even if it wouldn't have worked out for y'all to be in a relationship, it still could have been a two-person system, Straight you up. know, to where y'all co-parenting. Instead of y'all just hating each other and, you know, barely tolerating one another for the kid, if that. Definitely. All right. So, what was your experience with, uh, Either your dad, you said your dad left, so just a father figure, period, growing up. Uh, yeah, Did like, you have a strong presence to that? Yeah, my like I said, my pops wasn't around, Um, but my mom, she has a younger brother, and there's only like 10 years that separate us. So we never looked at each other as like uncle and nephew. He was always my brother, and still to this day, like we call each other brothers. So he was that father figure for me. Even though I had others, I had my grandfather and, you know, other uncles and whatnot, but he was that father figure for me because we were so close in age. Mm. So I, I, I last on to him and, you know, I learned I learned good things from him. I, I learned bad things from him. But, you know, he molded me into the person I am today. And that's something that I can say I'm proud of because he one of them guys that he might not have did it right early in his life, but as time went on, he he corrected it. Uh-huh. You know, so, it, it, you know, I, I mean, you know, sometimes my mom, when I was younger, she'd be like, you know, like, you don't, you don't really need to be around him like that. Like, he ain't doing the right thing right now or whatever like that. But it was just, I couldn't help it because there was uh-huh. somebody I related to so much. And that might be because of the age range, you know, but it, it was somebody I related to. And that's just who I latched on to. So, you know, even though I ain't have my father and it's very different. Don't get me wrong. Like, I hate when people say, you know, oh, his daddy gone, but he got his grandfather. Or he got the stepdaddy, mm-hmm. or he got you know it's different. It's right. very different. Yeah. Like you cannot replace, especially if that child has got the chance to meet their father. Mm-hmm. Like you can't replace them. That's just like mm-hmm. you can't replace your mama. Like mm-hmm. your mama is your mama. Mm-hmm. Your dad is your daddy. So when people say, "Oh, he had somebody else," or "Oh, she had somebody else," like no, that's that's totally different for a child. Yeah. Totally. All right. And I mean, I know. Just personally, 
like I grew up with my like I grew up with my dad. You know what I'm saying? We lived in the same house. And um I was fortunate enough uh just to have that because a lot of people around me didn't. Right. You know what I'm saying? For reasons everybody's reason was different. You know what I'm saying? Maybe their dad is completely absent. You know what I'm saying? Their daddy might was around part time. Um or they just had a pops who was active. Um like you said, you learned a lot of good and a lot of bad. Um definitely I looked at a lot of uh the stuff my father did and I kind of um evaluated that mm-hmm. at an early early age you know what I'm saying for um some of the situations that he that he would you know what I'm saying he went through and stuff that he did and how he you know what I'm saying adjusted to that it was a lot of good stuff I learned from him too right um, just basic being a, like you know what I'm saying you know just just being you know being a man right you know right like how you know how to dress, you know, how to tie a tie, how to dress mm-hmm. for an interview, um, how to speak uh, to people, you know what I'm saying? When you talk to a man, look him in his eye. Um, because a lot of people don't do that. You right. know what I'm saying? A, a lot of men, are, you know what I'm saying? A lot of young boys are very, very timid for whatever reason it may be. But I was just thankful for me having my pops because he taught me so much shit that benefited me right. at the end of the day my, you know what I'm saying, current life now. Am I saying we had the best relationship or um, everything was, you know, milk and honey? Nah, I'm definitely not saying right. that. Um, definitely. Uh, it was a lot of clashing between us two. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And there, you know what I'm saying? Some moments that, you know, uh, probably shouldn't have, you know, went, you know, went to where, where it went to. But definitely, you know what I'm saying? Thankful. Right. You know, appreciative, you know what I'm saying, of everything he taught me. The good, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. And one thing I want to say on this question specifically is my biggest pet peeve is when Father's Day roll around and you got these single mamas out here uh, that make these uh, posts talking about, I'm the daddy, like, I'm the father, uh, ain't no Father's Day. Uh, look, 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 look. My son is my Valentine's for the little baby. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> you part of you part of my son is my king and bio Twitter, huh? Okay. Like, you know, you know they be like that when they they little screen name be like blank and blank. Blank is mom. Right, right. Heart, 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 heart. Right, raising my king. But like, yeah. So yeah, my thing, raising my three queens. <laughs> my thing with that is for single mothers, especially when you have a son, especially yeah. when you have a son, you cannot teach him how to be a man. There's just uh-uh. like there's just no. There's no way around that. I'm sorry. Like we, I don't we, care. We're gonna get into that. We we, yeah, we gonna we gonna touch on that one. All right, bet. We, we yeah. definitely gonna touch on that one. Yeah, and that, and that ain't even being sexist. Like no, nah, yeah, we we gonna hit on that one because I, I really want to know. I want to delve into that one a little bit. So, um, you know, we we're just speaking about father figures and dads growing up. What is the best life advice that you've gotten from a man in your life? Um, Either when you were a child or as an adult. Man, this is very simple, but it took me a long way. It really did take me a long way, and it might not. It might, like I said, it might be simple to other men, but for me, it it would hit right on the head. My brother will always tell me, "You don't get your meat and bread at the same place." Like he will always tell uh-huh. me that. He will always tell me that. And at first, because he, he started telling me when I started dating and, you know, talking to girls. I was about 15, 16. So at mm-hmm. first, 
I always thought that he was saying, oh, when you get a job, you don't date nobody on a job. You don't fuck nobody on a job. That's what I thought. But as I got older, I realized that he was telling me that you don't treat women how you treat your money. You know, money mm-hmm. come and go. It can be replaced. You just, it's whatever with it. You know, you care about it. You know, however much you care about it. But for the most part, you know, you can't take it with you. So, you know, it come and go. But right. with women, you, you treat them with care. Like, if you with a woman, you treat her with care at right. that point in time until y'all done. You don't treat her as, like, she come and go, as if she a dime a dozen. Like, you, you treat her, you give her the respect that she deserves as a woman. And it took right. me a long time to learn it. But once I learned it, it took me a long way. Right. I think, cause I know for me, man, my pops told me some shit. He said, he said, you never let the left hand know what the right is doing. Oh, yeah. 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 And so pretty much, man, it's like, that's something I really, really, really kind of stuck with, man. Because it's like, when you look at all these people who have, like, friends and shit, and they get into a situation, and motherfuckers start throwing them on the bus and you know what I'm saying? Trying to say it themselves. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you probably could have avoided that situation if you really just, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, stuck to yourself. Right. And I mean, I know when I'm up to no good, for the most part, I'm so low rolling. Real? Because I don't need nothing to rob me that's going to come back to bite me. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, yeah that's, def- that's definitely one of the things, you know what I'm saying? I really just stand on or whatever. And, I, and when I said do something up to no good. I ain't talking about no illegal shit. Right, uh, right. I know, I know where you was going like, with you know? it. I, I know where you was going with it. Yeah, I, uh, I am scared of jail. I ain't trying to move. No <laughs> right. <laughs> ain't no chicken in jail. Right. right. So I stay away from that shit. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Right. And I, I, I think, uh, like, like we, we talking about what we were taught, but as me as a father, I'm sure you as a father, like you have things that you teaching your young one too, but me specifically, cause I have a young black man is two things. I always make sure he knows. I always tell him law enforcement is not your friend. Like I, like I don't care that he's four. Like I always let him know that. Like anytime we pass by a police car, I always tell him, don't ever find yourself in the back of one. Right. Like I always let him know like they're not your friends. Don't find yourself with them. And another thing I always make sure he knows is that he's a black man. And right. sometimes I, I'm talking to him and, you know, I'm explaining stuff to him and my mama look at me crazy and she'd be like, he's four. He don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. But m- my thing is, I don't feel like I was taught my history enough growing up. Mm-hmm. Like, of course, I knew to stay away from the cops and I was aware of racism, but I was not taught my history. So I always make it a point to teach my son his history so he can know where he stands in this world and what he looks like to other people in this world. That's just, that's just something that's important to me that I teach him. Right. That shit. And think about it. It's like, like your mom said, he's four, but shit, you know what I'm saying? Black, young black boys, they perceived as, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Of course, you know how they treated Tamir Rice. Shit. Mm. They treated him. That motherfucker was 12. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like he was 20. And that's what yeah, I like that's what 24. I think about. You know, even though he is four, it's 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 young black men getting killed. Like you said at 12 years old. So my- black men have just been being hyper masculinized since they they brought the ships over. Right. It's exactly. Ridiculous. Exactly. Right. So I feel like, you know, yeah, even though he is four, but it's just like I I 
for me, for my sake and my peace of mind, I want to know that, you know, I told him everything. Big know? facts. So. Big facts. Because if you did, if you didn't do that, that's not you're not even doing your job. Exactly, right. exactly. You, you and know, I, you. I, I hate it. I, I hate it so much. And I ran across a few individuals who, um, you know, they were blessed. They came from a good family. You know, had you know had some money to their name, and they might have right. went to a good school and whatnot. And they don't even recognize who they are or what their history mm-hmm. is because they weren't right. taught it. They you know, I, I I literally have met black people that feel like they're equal to white people. And it's right. just like, you lost. Like, you're, you're lost. Like, you're lost and your parents failed you. Man, integration, <laughs> integration was one of the worst things. We, the best worst thing we could have ever did. It was a double-edged sword. <laughs> it was like, yeah, we can do this now, but it's like, shit. People stop fucking with their own community. Mm-hmm. Just, the taste of what they what they've been missing or what they didn't have. Yep, yep. That grass is greener thing. Yep. Yeah, the grass is green <laughs> on the other side. It was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? Think about it, man. You had like black black people had their own community. Like mm-hmm. they had schools, stores, uh, cl- health clinics. Mm-hmm. And these my churches. You know, they had like, everything. <clears throat> everything in one place. Yep. And so if I if I like so you know what I'm saying after integration. I mean, think about, you know what I'm saying, you know, one of the average black people who wanted to participate, you know what I'm saying, and what the white people had going on. So I no longer have to go down the streets of Mr. Johnson. I can go over here to these white cats and spend my dimes with him. Mm-hmm. But the whole time, you're taking money out your own community. Right. And, you know what I'm saying, eventually this place shuts down, that place shuts down, yep. this place shuts down. And, you know what I'm saying, people start moving out and moving yep. around and stuff like that. And if you look, if you look at the current state of majority of black neighborhoods across America, like they all have the same format, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Very desolate, like 17 churches. Look at store. We got the corner store though. Liquor stores <laughs> everywhere. You got a Mickey D's or BK, yep. probably a churches yep. if it's in the hood. Fast food, you know what I'm saying? Fast food, alcohol. You know what I'm saying? And churches or whatever, and and one probably like one school. You know what I mean? And that's why I like I try to tell people, you know, when the the integration conversation is brought up, and I always try to tell people, like, think of any time in history where black people literally had their own world. White people came in and ruined it. Like right. if you want to go all the way to the back of time, you know, when it was just us in Africa. N- niggas was chilling. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> and then Europeans found out about it, Asians found out about it, Arabs found out about it, and they all came in and ruined it. Like you know, niggas was really chilling, you know, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or even, you know, even, you know, closer to our time, you could look at Black Wall Street in Oklahoma City. They blew mm-hmm. it up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. When the Black Panthers started, they got rid of that. You know what I'm saying? So it's every time that we're on the verge of being, you know, self-dependent again, they they make sure that they ruin it and they that we need them again. Right. You know, so, yeah. that, you know, that, that speaks volumes to me. Yes, there's a lot. It's like it's kind of one of those things where it's like shit. The way they say it, if you if they're not included, they not fucking with you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? If you just think about how a lot of current arguments are, like I remember, uh, you know what I'm saying? Because I used to be in the, I was in the, I was in the uh, reserves as well mm-hmm. with a guard. Mm-hmm. Um, and so people were asking, like, you know, it's kind of racist to have a BET, mm-hmm. and why are there certain schools for only black people? Uh, you know what I'm saying? You get into that whole explanation about how all that shit occurred. 
a lot of that shit started because white people wouldn't allow black right. people in there. Like, shit. y'all ain't so want nothing like, to do with us. So, what we yeah, supposed to do? Yeah, you want to do it. Like, it's so fuck y'all. Right. We're going to do our own thing up over here. We're going to keep it. We're going to keep it cool. We're going to make shit look good. We're going to be successful. Fuck y'all. We don't That's need it. y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's it. And then when it, and when it works out, it's like, we got a problem with it because we was we not a fucking part of why it worked out. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that shit has been always and and it's gonna be for a while. It's gonna that's gonna be the case because, I mean, shit. You know what I'm saying? Just through our history, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know what I'm saying? White men have secretly, uh, been jealous of black men. Yeah. You know of a whole of a, of a array of things. You know what I'm saying? Just from you know physical. Uh, to insulate, I mean, they've always been secretly jealous of us. I mean, shit, think of like just think about the election, man. You got fucking uh, you know, it was Andrew Gillum, yeah, black dude, you know what I'm saying, no scandals, family man, you know what I'm saying, trying to really do something for that state, you know. What I mean, that man is Florida, like he grew up in right. Florida, you know, and you got this other motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Talking <laughs> about what were they talking about? Like deporting people yeah. and shit like that. Yep. And it's like you both for this dude. And it's like, man, it's so weird because it's like it's it's something it's something scary about a white man seeing a black dude in charge. And if we can just think about how President Obama was treated, man, like that shit would have never flew with any other president. Yeah, like, um, yeah, like um, they had a whole scandal because this dude wore tan suits. No, a tan suit, like, a tan like, suit. Man, and it's like now we got a now Let's we got do. now we got a president <laughs> and this motherfucker talking about grabbing people by the pussy and making fun of disabled folks. Bro, <laughs> this, this man, this man mm-hmm. is like a, a definition of white privilege. Like oh for sure. <laughs> like mediocre, <laughs> got everything spoiled. He's a fucking narcissist. Yeah. Orange, his tan sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Man, fuck him. Said <laughs> that nigga get his own portion of cornbread. Man. <laughs> That's crazy. What you got next, Brill? Woo! Oh yeah, because y'all, but, uh, I can't, I can't speak on that. I'm saying, um, otherwise, you know, yeah. <laughs> that security clearance. I'm trying to <laughs> get that one out. Uh, that's not my business. So, um, we talked about it earlier. Um, you said that a woman can't raise a man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why do y'all think that? Who? Um, array of things. Uh, okay, just just to be simple here, just just to be very simple. Um, how can a woman? How can a woman teach her little boy how to shave her face if she's never did it before? How can a woman teach him how to tie a tie if she's never tied a tie before? Like that's that's just me thinking on the the could she learn? Yeah, she could learn and teach him herself. But trust me, there's nothing a little boy would love more in this world than to be in the bathroom with his daddy teaching him how to tie a tie. Or teaching him how to shave. Or, you know, taking him to the barbershop. Like, your mama not about to sit in the barbershop with you all day. She about to drop you off. And you use the barber phone to call it when you're done. Or well, these days, according they... to Twitter, these mothers are doing that. Not doing that. No. Not doing that. No. Some of these mothers are going to the barber shop. 
I mean, you know, you, you got some mamas that go into the barbershop and, you know, they go for, you know. Into the, in, right into the lion's den. I, I, I would see, like, I would see mothers come in, see how long the wait is, drop the little nigga off, and they just come back. Because mm-hmm. you know how it is when a woman walk into the barbershop, especially if she comes. Like she said, lion's like, den. Yeah, like everybody shut up and just look. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And so don't and the whole conversation changed, you know what mm. I mean? You know, when when, when some cold walk up in the bar. Yeah, it's really the lines. Man. It really is it the lines. And I, I remember yeah. growing up all the time, I used to think it was weird, but you know, like I said, my mom, she would always drop me off. Always. And she would never right. come inside, ever. And she would always be like, That's not a place for a woman. She would always mm-hmm. say that. And right. I was just like, you know, you know, cause you know, say for instance, you know, she she come to pick me up. But I ain't outside. I'm inside. And then finally, she come in. And she saying that the dope pissed off at me because she been sitting in the car 20 minutes. But it's like, right. oh, if you would just came inside, I would have known you was outside. You right. know, but my mama didn't believe in that. She didn't believe that, you know, the barbershop was a place for a woman. You know, so that's that's what she stood on. Mm-hmm. Right. But, I, you know, it's just, you know, like he said earlier, you know, like he learned from his daddy. You know, when you address a man, you look him in the eye. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's it's just certain things that uh, uh, you know a man, and and then not to mention a woman is naturally a nurturer, uh-huh. like naturally. Y'all just have that soft side to y'all. A man needs a soft side, but he don't need that much of it. He just need enough to have a healthy balance between his emotions and his manhood. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure we all have examples of our life when you got a little boy that got too much of his mother in him. And it, you know, it it end up going, you know, left. Not not saying like gay or anything, you know, right. because that's 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 somebody's lane. I respect it. That's you know, that's how they feel about their life. I respect. It. I don't have no problem with that. But you know, it's certain things like I won't allow my little boy to do. Like you know, say for instance, you know, and sometimes my mama should get mad at me. You know, she like to play Max ninety four one in the house, and you know, say a song by Nicki Minaj. Come on. And I see my mm-hmm. little boy dancing. You don't dance to that. Like, calm down, go <laughs> sit down, go find your toy, go do something. Like, go do something. But oh, you're not, you're not, you're not about to be, you know, no. Go, out, <laughs> go outside, eat some dirt. Right, you get what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> sit down until some boots to come on or something. Like, sit down so well. <laughs> you wild. Like a baby. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. He, <laughs> time, time and place, time and place for everything. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it is certain things, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like. I see it, like I said, I see it every day. Man, it is little boys are raised differently than we were. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, you know, a lot of you know, it's like now the whole eye rolling, smacking your lips. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, fam, like, <laughs> dude, what you doing? Like, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I only asked you a question. And so it's kind of like, man, it's like sometimes it's like you really want to go back to that. You know what I'm saying? Old school, like old school style of parenting for boys. Right. But with the shit that we know now. Right. You know exactly. Because we weren't taught that we were taught not to cry. Right. You know what I'm saying? When really, you if should. you ever really been hurt, hurt, and you fuck around, you break down and cry, you feel so much better after it's right. done. Right. You learn like, okay, this is natural. This is healthy. I'm supposed to right. do this. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm supposed to not bottle in my emotions right. and, and lash out 
you know what I'm saying, on some toxic shit. I need to be able to talk this out and discuss right. this. Right, so you need to be able to... Man, everything yeah. is, you know, level playing ground. Right. You know what I'm saying? But just even the basic shit on how, you know what I'm saying, to treat... Well, I can't say... Well, I'm going to say that. You know what I'm saying? How to treat women. Mm-hmm. Because, you know what I'm saying, some of us were taught in our group, in our bracket, you know what I'm saying? But it's looking like right now, nobody's teaching any of that anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of weird because, like, you see so much stuff or whatever. You know it's wrong, but they don't know it's wrong. They think it's harmless. Yeah. You know, like, I had an incident at work, um, you know what I'm saying, where a student uh, came up to me, and she told me a boy that was in, that was in my class. They, I mean, they have another class together, but they're in my class, too. Mm-hmm. Um, he kept making like really, really, really sexual references to her, you know, her body parts and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, she kept telling him stop, but he wouldn't. And so, of course, that's sexual harassment. You know what I'm saying? You know, what I'm saying? if she told you stop and you keep, it, right? You, keep you know what I'm saying? So I had to really pull him to the side and like I had to real deal, like getting his ass because he didn't get it. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying? a lot of them just don't get it. Right. You know what I'm saying? If they don't know, they're not being taught. They think the shit is cute. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But it, a lot of the shit you're doing is cringeworthy and it's making people uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, so I mean, shit, we got to get back to even just, you know, teaching our young men that because a lot of them don't know and it prevents them from when they become adults. Um, it prevents them from certain situations that we always see young men put themselves in when they take advantage of, you know, right. take and, advantage of women and, and stuff like that. And I, I also think that, um, of course, you wasn't part of this podcast. I think it was like our first or second one. But we did a little research and we realized, I think, what it was, Bri, like 70% of black children are raised by a single mother? Yeah, it was something. Yeah, something some around it. It was, it was like, it was a, it was yeah. a ridiculous number. Um, but with that being said, I think that, you know, like we talked about, like our mothers, the way they raised black boys, they let so much go. But so much on the flip side of that, I think a lot of these young men who grow up with a single mother, they learn a lot of habits from their mother's relationships mm-hmm. and how their mom lets other men treat them. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's a it's a lot of young men out here who, when they was born, they did not have a father, and their mama never got remarried. She just had failed relationship after failed relationship. So those young men, you know, especially because you got a lot of which I never understood from single parents, but I never understood these parents who have people in and out their life. Mm-hmm. Like I never understood that at all. You know, like I I feel like it unless you and that person serious and you know y'all serious and y'all going somewhere. They should not be around your child. Mm-hmm. But a lot of single mothers have, you know, a good number of men around their they children. And those relationships don't pan out. And sometimes they go south and they go south in front of the kids. And then before you know it, you got this young man who is repeating these habits that he's seeing. But he's repeating them because he see his mama is letting them happen over and over and over. And she not coming to him and telling him it's wrong. And she's steady putting up, putting up with it herself. Right. So in return, he think it's okay because that's what he sees. What you, you know what I'm saying? So right. you know, not only do us men have some accountability to take, but you know the women do too. Like it, like you said, it, it got it got to be you know a, a two person system. 
Like it's, right. it's accountability on both parts, you know, and raising these kids and making sure they get the right value. Now, if your kid right. get out there 18, 19, they're going to do what they want. But right. at least you could do for them first 17, 18 years is instill the right things in them. Right. I mean, shit, honestly. I, I mean, a lot of stuff my parents taught me really paid off when I, when I did finally get to college, man. Like just certain certain values right. and shit. And that's see that's the thing. Like you you was blessed, you know, to have yeah, both of them. Blessed. You know what I'm saying? I, and people I don't understand. understand that. People don't Yeah, understand. I didn't understand how many people didn't have like a a decent family structure. You know what I mean? I was like when I until like you know since I got to like college or whatever. You know Man, what I, I know so many yeah. I, I might I might got I might got two homeboys to this day that grew up in a two parent home. Everybody mm-hmm. else single mother. Everybody else single mother. <laughs> like everybody. It's, it's like I said, and, it's, it's horrible. And not saying that that's a bad thing, you know what I'm saying? Because there are a lot of single parents that are single parents because that other parent is just simply fucking up. Right, 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 you know right. What I'm and and the mother's just making the best decisions. Right, right, exactly. Grand scheme of things. Right. I mean, it sucks to say that you had a shit ass dad or you had right. a shit ass mom, but Hey, it be like that. It, it, it really do. It, it really do. And it, it's sad that, you know, people that's choose other things besides their kids. Right. But, you know, that's that's all. That's, that's the, right. it all go back to that accountability. You know, I've seen a lot of things be put over kids, and it's the wildest shit ever. Because once you look your child in the face, it's like you don't understand how certain things go. Like, I didn't understand. How like when I had my when my when my baby you know what I'm saying was there, I didn't understand how people did how people would go weeks at a time without seeing a kid. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I didn't understand how it didn't matter what time it was. If your baby needed something, you finna go up and go get it. Right. I didn't understand that people really didn't feel like men were supposed to have a, a part and just, you know what I'm saying, the simple mm-hmm. baby maintenance, like feeding mm-hmm. and changing and bathing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a, having a child is learning on the fly, because nobody is yeah. ever the perfect parent, not even yours. Like, no matter how right. good, how, 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 you know, how much good we see in our parents, they're not the perfect parent. Nobody is, because there's just no, there's no book on it. Every child is different. Every situation is different with the child. So, it's, it's a learn on the go, you know, type of thing you know so it's just you know it's kind of doing the best you can do you know and correcting what you thought was wrong from your upbringing honestly true and that's really what it is man I think um, it's one of those things where it's like parenting is like you know better you do better but you can't do anything over Mm-mm. so it's like okay with your kids you know what I'm saying through certain situations you can walk them through it and you know what I'm saying navigate them properly um, that was the one thing I wish I did have with my dad. Like we didn't have that open line of um communication where right. I would just come talk to him about shit. Mm-hmm. Like, like I'll never forget. And you know what I'm saying? Because you know, what I mean, I was a little, I was green once upon a time. Mm-hmm. And so um when I was 18, and you know what I'm saying, that's when I was kind of like really going wrong. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I was when I was smashing. And so shit, I had asked him, I'm like, man, you know what I'm saying? You want me to take me to go get tested? And like he flew off the handle, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy. It was, Wait, it was crazy. Why he flew off the handle because his first 
response was like, oh, you fucking in my house. Yep. I was like, wait, what? Right. I was like, I don't bring nobody over here. I'm just having sex and I don't know how this works. <laughs> so I'm asking you to go take me here. Like, anything about it was, I wasn't, it wasn't like I was burning, right. itching, scratching. Trying to learn. It was just like, the, you're trying to learn some shit because it's like, I know people say when you have unprotected sex, at least the STDs in pregnancy. Right. Where it's like the girl went pregnant. Right. But, you know what I'm saying? I don't know if I'm the first person she slept with raw. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, you know what I'm saying? It was kind of one of those things. And, that, and to be honest, and the ironic thing about it, that was not my first time on raw. You know what I'm saying? It was just, that was one of the times I started thinking about right, shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? After I was doing, like, before I was doing it, after I was doing it, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, man, my pop, and he's a preacher. You know what I'm saying? Ooh. Like, I'm a, I'm a PK. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? When he heard that, like, he went off, yeah. bro, and it was crazy because it's like, like, he thinks that was, like, the first girl I ever slept with, right. and it wasn't. Right. But that's because we never talked you know, about yeah, it. Yeah, had an open line like, of communication. Assumption. Yeah, my pops was really, he was really matter of fact, you know what I'm saying, growing up. He was like, you better not do this or this gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And of course, I'm gonna do it anyway. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, even to this day, like, um, I still tell him stuff I did when I was like, when I was younger, you know what I'm saying? Like, I had just told him like two weeks ago about a party I threw at the house when they was gone like six years ago. <laughs> like seven years ago, you know what I'm saying? So, and he's like, he can't do nothing about it now. You know right. What I'm but it's just like, you know. Yeah, I I, I, do I wish I could have did that then. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I definitely do the same with my mom all the time. I, like, I just tell her stuff that I did that she didn't know about. With the flip side of that is, like, growing up, my mom thought she knew everything about me. Every move. Like, she, you couldn't tell her something about her child that she did not know. But little did she know, it was a lot that she did not know. And that's the part that scares me about me being a parent now. Cause like now when he when he get old, I'm gonna be looking like, what the fuck you really doing? Like I'm gonna I'm gonna wanna stalk him and shit. <laughs> so, cause, Cause like I know that, you know, my mama thought she knew everything, but she didn't. So like that's right. always gonna be in the back of my mind. Like, is he really going what he tell me he going? You know, so it's kind of like that one episode of Black Mirror where that lady put like yeah. that tracking device yeah. in her daughter's head and she fucked around and ended up watching her like do coke and yep. take dick and yep. shit. Yep. <laughs> it's like, exactly I don't want to know that about my kid, <laughs> bro. It's like, I'm going to just feel uncomfortable, man. Like, I don't want to know, but I don't want to know that. I, I want to know that I would want to know that my child is sexually active, but I don't need to know the details. Yeah, definitely. Like, me too. Because you know I, like, I ain't even had no sex talk with my mama. Like, my mama, I think I was 17. And she bought me a pack of condoms, and that was that. And that was it. I don't <laughs> want to know if my son eats ass. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm super cool. <laughs> you feel me? Like, <laughs> oh, bro. Like, it's mad. Where's though, <laughs> It's just like, I need to know that my kid is having sex, you know, since we had that conversation. But that, that's the bad. thing, though. Like, us as you parents, know. I know this is a sidebar. But how do we, you know, we all want to have open line of communication with our kids better than what we had with our parents. But yeah. how are we going to tell our kids, like, we want that open line of communication, but I don't want to know if you eat ass. Because if, if, if our kids come to, <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, if our kids, if, if we tell our kids, like, if we, you know. If we, you, like, yeah. you, you want that communication, but then that's when you set boundaries. 
Right. It's like I said, I would want to know that you're having sex. Right. But I don't want to know that you're eating ass. Yeah. Like, I don't need to know we don't any need of that. specifics, no details. I don't need to know your finishing move. They got to tell me that we're cool. <laughs> you feel me? But like I said, you know what I'm saying? So we can have that conversation and talk like, hey, this is, you know, a consequence or a result of what you do, like right. what can happen. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never got a sex talk. Yep. It was just don't fuck. Yep. You know what I'm much. saying? And of course, when you growing up in fucking Louisiana, all places, you know what I'm saying? And you got motherfucking niggas like Webby and shit dropping hot ass music while all the girls throwing that ass. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm. You ain't trying to not fuck. You mm. really trying to mm-hmm. run up in something. Yep. Like, I remember the first time like I ever got some dome, bro. It was like life changing, huh? It, no, it sucked. <laughs> oh, bro. <laughs> God, that's horrible. It was awful. And you know what I'm saying? It was like I wanted to tell my pops, like, hey, bro, is this supposed to be like this? <laughs> but I knew he whooped my ass. Right. I was in, I was like 13 in middle school, man. Yeah. And so like shit. You know, I, I really wish I would have got those kind of, you know, conversations because those are necessary. Those are so necessary. Very necessary. You know, so so necessary because it's like some people really think it's like, oh, it's like when fucking Trey and Furious were talking in Boys in the Hood. He was like, I stick my dangling in and the baby comes out. <laughs> some people are very surface level when it comes to they don't know about like, you know what I'm saying? All the, mm-hmm. you know, Potential infertility risk mm. and all the diseases and shit. Right, like that. right. They just think, just know about AIDS. Yep, that's it. <laughs> AIDS and babies. That's it. <laughs> like niggas don't know fucking chlamydia and gonorrhea yeah, and tricks, know. syphilis and all that shit. And how often it is? I mean, shit. I, I know grown people that don't know the difference between AIDS and HIV. Like grown. Yeah, that's, true. that's true. Yeah, you gotta blame the school system. That's, that's true. <laughs> like I, I legit know grown people with that's, kids that's, that don't know the difference. True. Yeah, was I'm it? making no damn sense. Was it 13 minus 50? <laughs> God damn. This <laughs> 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 really count like that and shit, man. Man. All right. <laughs> All right. We're going to go into the next, <laughs> the next topic. Right. So, uh, y'all saw the news earlier today. Matt Barnes, he won a little cu- uh, custody battle. Uh-huh. What do y'all think about men being a, a custodial parents? And uh, does it help or hurt the child? Um, I cannot say because I've honestly never seen that in person. Yep, me neither. I've honestly never seen that in person. So I honestly can't say if that hurts or that helps. I've only seen that in um, movies. That's yeah, it. I've only seen that in movies. <laughs> <man>. Seriously. <laughs> uh, I mean, shout out to Flex Alexander, Mr. Flat App Man. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> he, did great, he did a great fucking job. Uh, I, I just think I, if if I had to, I hate you. If I had to, if I had to have just one opinion on it, I would say that it's a double edged sword. I would say that it's a good thing, especially if it's a young man, but. I think that it could also hurt that young man because he doesn't have that nurturer in his life. Mm-hmm. He has a drill sergeant in his life. Right. And we need that, bro. Right. You need that. You need that. You need that balance. Like, you know, you know, so many men 
our age, we so hard up because of the way we was raised. And a lot of us were raised by single mothers, but those single mothers, they raised us so hard because they saw what was happening to black men in the world. And all the time growing up, my mama would always, she would always tell me and my cousins or my friends, there's only one pussy in this household. She would always (laughs) say that. She will always, my mama always, she drilled that into me. She drilled it. And my mama, she was the type of person, if my if I got in trouble and she was beating my ass and I started crying, she was going to beat my ass more. My mama did not play about that. She did not like me crying. She would always tell me, the world don't have time for a man with emotions, especially a black one. Mm-hmm. Like, she would always tell me that. And, like, now to the, like, you know, now we'll talk now and she'll tell me, like, I wish I wouldn't have did that. I wish I would have helped you emotionally, you know, mm-hmm. to so, you, mm-hmm. so because I hindered you in that area. So, you know, when you tell me that, you know, a young man is going to grow up solely with his father, like, yeah, it got a lot of good to it. But nine times out of ten, he's going to be emotionally cut off. Right. Because he, like I said, he's being raised by a drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't have a nurturer to balance it. Because honestly, shit, that really would have been me. You know what I'm saying? If my mama wasn't around, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like that was the balance. Like my my dad is on ten and mama on two. Yeah, you know what I mean. And so, um, like I said, I've never seen it before. Yeah. I've, the only place I've ever seen that was is in TV. You know, <laughs> TV and movies. Yeah, so, yeah. I, um, I mean, but I, the ignorant part of me want to be like, I'm I'm happy for him because I know he ain't got to pay child support. So, <laughs> so it's just like you know, kudos, kudos to my nigga because he a millionaire. So I know that child support would have been steep. So you know, at least at least he dodged that bullet. But I, I, yeah. I, 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 huh? I was gonna say I feel like that's wrong as hell for like somebody to have custody and still be paying child support. Like, oh yeah, oh, that happens. is trash. Oh yeah, like, so, yeah, I know. <laughs> But that's so trash. It's like if I got the kids, why am I paying you child support? Like I have the kids yeah. over here with me. Yeah, you know I, I, yeah, I, I, you know. But but for but for his kids' sake, I hope that 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 mother is still you know playing an important role right. in their life going forth because they're gonna need her. You know, whether it's a boy or a girl, especially if it's a girl, really gonna need the mama. Yeah, because I mean, I you know, I I don't personally me, I don't want any girls. I really don't. Because I literally think about the day, you know, I, I think it's just going to be my luck. If I have a little girl, my wife's going to be out of town and she's going to hit her period for the first time on my wife's <laughs> time. And, and you don't know what to right, do. Right. And I don't know what to do. Like, I have no idea. <laughs> like, I, I don't even want to go to, like, I'm not even going to go in the store with you and buy this. Like, just go get it. <laughs> like, you know, so it's just like you know, with with the girls especially, I feel like they really need their their mothers. Yeah, definitely. I, it's really one of those things where people really just need the, you know, what I'm saying, just they same gender in their household. You, yeah, I mean, it's like mentorship. Yeah, you know, what I'm saying it's literally your 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 You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying not saying that you you know fathers can't do it for daughters and mothers can't do it for sons, but it's much it's much simpler to deal with when it is right. You know the father and the son dealing with each other. It's a know? reason why it was a man and woman that started the family to begin with. Hey. Like it's it's a hey. it's a reason. Like though like that that marriage, that union is there for a reason. It's not there for decoration. 
Yeah, shit is not for fucking Instagram pictures. <laughs> right, you know, yeah, like, it, it serves a purpose, a very important purpose. So, Interesting. I know it, but yeah. Alright, so let's get into the next thing. What do you think is the role of the man, the black man, um, in the family or in the community? Like, what do you think? the role you guys play, what do you think that is in the community? The role we play or the role we should play? Both. I think we're lacking in the role we should play. I think the role we should play um, in the community, in the household, first and foremost, uh, is is leaders. Okay. We're we're doing a poor job. And I won't say everybody. Don't, don't, Don't get me wrong and, you know, say that every black man not doing his job but for the most part I feel like we're not being leaders first and foremost and secondly we're not being protectors No, like we're not being protectors and I I say that you know saying that first of all we don't protect our women like um, I had a recent conversation uh, with a young black lady and she made me realize that black men we go through so much just to be successful or just to live, just to live. We go through so much in this world just to live that we don't take the time to recognize the other struggles in our community, specifically with our women. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's almost like, it's almost like a woman, she comes to us with a problem and we like, Oh yeah, you got that problem. Well, I'm not guaranteed to come home to you tomorrow. Right. It's like it's like we it's like we belittle it, and I don't think that I think if every black man took the time to sit back and you know understand what a woman is telling him, he wouldn't belittle it. But it's just that as a black man, we got so much to worry about, like so much to worry about. To when it comes to another's problems, we kind of just we push it off, like you know. Mm-hmm. And I I think it's I really think it's subconsciously. Like I said, I don't think it's something we think about. Like, we literally think and say, oh, that ain't shit. I think it's mm-hmm. that we, we're just conditioned. We're just conditioned to think, you know, which we are. We're, we're, we're an endangered species. Like, there's no way around that. Like, they, they want us gone. They, they really right. do. You know, but at the same time, we have, to, we have to start not only being leaders, but being protectors of our community. And I think that's the role that we're supposed to you know, take on, but we're lacking it. Big facts. I definitely got to agree with you on that. Um, because it really is really one of those things where it's like you starting to look around and you really ask yourself, like, where the fuck are, where the fuck are all the men? Yeah. All you see is women doing a whole bunch of shit. Mm-hmm. And that's not saying it's everywhere. Like yeah. Said, not saying that every man don't, you know what I'm saying, be a leader and have this shit. You know what I'm saying? Situated. But it's like, dude, it's a lot of sad ass excuses. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? For some, <laughs> for some men out here, man. Yeah. You know, it's kind of disheartening to, you know what I'm saying, witness, because it's like, you know, you being a man, you're supposed to be the, the top shopper. You know what I'm saying? The, exact, the example, the standard. Mm-hmm. And you're not abiding by that. You know, uh, it's weird. Like, I was on, um, like Facebook, like a couple of days ago, and the conversation was about damn uh, splitting rent and shit. Yeah, 
And it was just like it was just kind of one of those things where it's like it's like you want to split rent, but you want a motherfucker to cook and clean. And I'm like, it don't work like that, you know? Yeah. It's like if you want your to if you want your t- traditional, you know, what I'm saying role mm-hmm. benefits, you got to play your traditional role. Yeah. And I, I did, Bria, Bria, we talked. I think, I think maybe last week we talked about that because that was that was the subject on the timeline when me and Bria did the episode last week. We went to a beer garden in the city, and uh, Bria had made the comment. Uh, I think she said it was something along the lines of women. Women like equality when it's convenient for them, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know that's that's to me that's what it really come down to in that in that fifty fifty conversation or that traditional role. Um, because I always hear my grandmother say it all the time. She would always tell I have cousins, I have three cousins that are women, and she tell them all the time because I have one, and she wanted these girls that got cash after my in her bio, like she she wanted them, like you literally got to pay her to get her number. And my grandmother, I always tell her, telling them, like, y'all want it, y'all want equality, but y'all really don't want equality. And she always mm-hmm. goes into it by saying, you know, you want the man to pay for everything. You want him to take care of you. You want him to, you know, make sure you live in lavish. But when that man tell you to go fix him a sandwich, you're looking at him crazy and you're telling him to treat you as an equal. And she always says, if you want to be treated as an equal, then pay as an equal. Like get your ass in that kitchen, nigga. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So, but it, it's just like that's that's a that's 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 a fine line. No, that's that, that's that's a fine line, and not everybody can can balance that line. And I think uh, a lot of it has to do with it was so much easier for women to assume those roles, you know, two and three generations back, is because they didn't have the opportunities that they have now. Mm-hmm. Like they was almost they was almost secluded to the house. Right. You know, at one point in time, but now you know you got women. Women could be engineers. Women could be in the military. Mm-hmm. Women could be CEOs. So it's hard to tell a woman a woman to you know get in the kitchen and make sure the kids straight these days. Because right. you got a, you got a lot of women that's making the same amount of money as you, if not more. I was just gonna say, there's some women out there getting that bag. Right, <laughs> they got their shit together. Their pockets is tight. You know what I'm saying? They really don't need a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Right, so I I think you know that that you know I think everybody just has to they gotta they gotta find their happy medium for their relationship. Yeah. You know I, I you know so you just make it make it work how you want to work. And I think you know like Bria her original question was what you know what roles should the man play and what roles do we play? And I think that should always be a talk that you have. You know even if y'all not married. If y'all living together and, you know, y'all together, maybe y'all got kids, maybe y'all don't, I think y'all should sit down and discuss the roles. Like, you know, who going to do what? You mm-hmm. know, who, you know, how, how we going to do this? Because mm-hmm. if not, what's going to happen is y'all moving together, y'all get married, you don't talk about it. So both of y'all just assume, you know, this is this and it's totally different. Then next thing you know, y'all arguing up and down the hallway all night because, he expected you to cook dinner while he was working a twelve hour shift at the plant. But right. you thought that you figured that um you figured that because you worked all day too and you didn't feel like cooking that he was just automatically gonna pick up something on the way home. You know, so it's just, you know, I feel like communication. And that's a, that's another thing that I black men fall short of. Like we fall short in the communication area. 
And I think a lot of it has to do with our upbringing. You know, like Bria, you know, one of the podcasts we had, um, she made an example saying that, you know, when you're growing up and you get in trouble, your mama beat your ass. Mm-hmm. After she beat your ass, she don't talk to you. She just be like, you want some McDonald's? Or you want to go to mm-hmm. the store with me? You know, like that, 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 <laughs> like nothing happened. Right, like nothing happened. Like, and, and then you sitting there with a fucking snotty nose looking like Roscoe from Martin. <laughs> like, like I really, I really don't like you right now, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna take that happy meal. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> so just like, it's just like you know, your, your communication barrier is set long before you get out into the world of dating. You know where it becomes a huge problem that you don't know how to communicate with a woman, but you never learn mm-hmm. how to communicate with a woman because your mama never taught you. You know, so I, I think our roles, like I said, we should be leaders and we should be protectors. First and foremost, we should do those two things, no matter what's going on in our community. But as far as anything under that, I feel like that's something that needs to be brought to the table and discussed because times are different. So we can't just automatically assume the role that our daddy had or his daddy had. Like right. we have to assume the role that fits our generation. That's it. I mean, if we did that, she would go a lot smoother. Yeah. Honestly and truthfully. Mm-hmm. And it's like the fact that we don't do it and, and uh, the majority um, is not is not trying to step up to the plate mm-hmm. and accept responsibility and fix the shit that happened prior to us. Um, we would be all right. Yeah. But fortunately, that's not happening. And like, it also ties goes it ties back into what we talked about earlier about men and accountability. Yeah. If you don't hold him accountable for shit, what is he gonna be responsible for? Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of men, even when it comes to like parents and like the ones that just go completely ghost, um, it's like at some point they weren't held accountable for shit or they just kept dodging and dodging mm-hmm. and dodging. And then actually created a bigger problem later on down the line. So yeah. that part needs to be addressed too. Yeah. Because it's that's that's fucking ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I I I honestly think, and I I know it's not as simple as I'm going to put it. But I feel mm-hmm. like if accountability and communication was fixed in our community, we'll be like years ahead. Like if mm-hmm. those two things were just fixed, like I feel like everything else will fall into place, you right. know, eventually. But you know, those two things, you know, long as they're not fixed, the road just gonna be long. It's it's it's, it's gonna be going down the legion fields. Like that's mm-hmm. like <laughs> like potholes oh. everywhere. <laughs> Just long and difficult for no damn reason. Yeah. So, I agree with you on that because that's where it starts. You know what I'm saying? With with that one person, mm-hmm. you know, and with that one person, say he can make a lot of changes just with his actions and shit like that. Right. Yeah. Right. It, it, it's 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 very simple. Like people just don't understand. Like like the whole two parent household. People don't understand how important it is. Like you had two parents. What if you didn't? Your life could be dramatically different right you can have a whole different set of standards or values to your life if you didn't have your father or you didn't have your mother right. but god bless you with both of them so now you have a good foundation you might have had bad with it because nobody's perfect but you have a good foundation nonetheless right. to continue into your life and now you're practicing that with your offspring you know but it's just like if somebody you know like me, like easily, I could have chose 
you know, just like my mother and father never had a good relationship ever until he passed. Like, they never had one. So it's like, I could have continued that with my son's mother. And we had a rough start. But, you know, by the time he was two years old, we had both came to the table and realized, like, it's not about us or what we had been through anymore. Like, right. it's about raising him and making sure that he lives a, a life that, we, you know, we want him to live better than what we had. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of people, they never come to that table. Like, they never come to that table. They don't yeah. even get close to it. So, you know, it, it, it just, it, it depends, you know, on your situation and, you know, what you're willing to change. Right, 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 right. That's it. So, this next thing I want to talk about. Um, it seems to be happening more and more now um, these days in the social media age. What is it with the seemingly hatred of black women by black men? Fuck these hoes. <laughs> All right, all right. Okay, okay, okay. This is how we gonna do this. First of all, first of all, black men, black kings, black kings do not hate black queens. Let's get that clear. Like, let's get that clear. Now, Bria, I want you to tell us your honest opinion on this. Like, you as a black woman, like, what have you dealt with? Like, you know, how has this shaped you? Like, what do you believe about it? Oh, I deal with black men who deal with black women, so I don't have this issue. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. okay. I have literally never run into a man who did not like black women. Okay, so me too. Like, I've never ran into... only in... thing I've run into is, like, dudes who are, like, color-struck. Yeah, light-skinned, you know, yeah. Creole. Yeah, whatever. I've, yeah. I've seen that, but I've never, I've never in a day of my life Met a black man that hates black women, like just totally despises them. It's only online. I don't understand. Now he might say, he might say she give me a headache. Well, I want to choke that motherfucker sometimes. But what women don't do that? Right, exactly. That's completely normal. That that's completely normal to me. Not not the actual the actual act. Like now, if you putting your hands right, on women, yeah. that's totally different. Like, but no, you got to move around that. that way. But yeah, but make your woman making you feel that way. I feel like that's totally. You know that that's that's obvious. Like that that that's gonna happen in any type of relationship. So when it comes to this whole online thing, um, I always think of, and I can't help but to reference this, but the Willie Lynch letter. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I always do that is because I think it was like the second paragraph of um that letter, and he specifically said. If you could find one thing that would separate them and create jealousy, everything else will follow. Mm. And I think that's the biggest thing. The biggest thing on the timeline now is, like, I think the biggest pet peeve for black men now is that every woman is calling every black man broke. Like, like, well, okay. like, look, like, this is my thing. This is my thing when I always see it because I see it every day. These niggas broke, this nigga broke, that nigga broke. Like, like, if every nigga was broke that women say or broke, our community would be in shambles. People think it's bad now, it would be in complete shambles. Like, our community wouldn't be worth a fuck if all these men were broke. So, what I'm left to believe is all these men ain't broke, they just not spending the money on you. <laughs> and sometimes niggas just don't like spending money. Period. period. Like they just don't, and you can't tell nobody 
how to spend their money. And then I hate right. and I hate when I see women be like, oh well, my daddy set this standard for me. Good. I am so happy that you had your daddy in your life. I am so happy. <laughs> but you know what? That nigga you land out with is not your daddy. So stop holding him to them standards. Mm. Like now it's certain things that your daddy taught you like that you should always be respected. He should open the door for you. Cool. Hold mm. on to them type of things. But look, if your daddy was giving you a $500 allowance every week, you cannot carry that over to the man you dating. Like he ain't your daddy. His job ain't to take care of you unless he want to take care of you. But this mm-hmm. this notion that a man is just automatically supposed to take care of you because you decided to get in bed with him, miss me with all that. Like, he ain't rape you. He ain't make you lay down with him. Like, he not making you spend time with him. He not making but you... But he got to pay to play. What are you... I, go find somebody that want to pay to play. Man. Go find somebody. They got plenty. They got plenty of niggas out here writing blank checks. Niggas be broke, they'll find some money. They're gonna find somebody if you they're gonna find some money, right? You get what I'm saying? They got plenty of money out here, so go find it. But don't you know you can't you can't do that? And I like I'll never forget this. This was like 2012, maybe 13 before my little boy, and I was dealing with this chick in Houston, and I met her one night, went back to the city. I came back to Houston like maybe three weeks later with my brother and met up with her again. And at night we had sex. And soon I'm talking about soon as I got up to go take a shower, she gonna ask me, you could give me sixty dollars for my nails and toes. And I like I looked at her like like what? Ooh, like I was just she like tell the D was done. Like, no, like I'm I'm looking at her like, no, like what you mean? Like you, you work every day just like I work. Oh, well, I just gave you some pussy. No, yeah, you're right. You, you gave me some pussy. You, you cho- tried to pay. <laughs> you, you chose it. Ain't no contract saying I was supposed to give you $60 if you give me some pussy. You chose that. Did she charge $60, Did she, did she, did she, did she have $60 cash? It might have been like $45, but <laughs> like, still. Hey, this okay to me. <laughs> like, I wasn't going to give her $45. It don't matter. Wait a minute, y'all. What is <laughs> but this that was my, but like my thing and then after that of course I became all bitch ass niggas and niggas ain't shit and blase blase okay we're cool move around well, she just charged sixty dollars for the cat sixty dollars my nigga sixty dollars wow <laughs> sixty dollars for the cat but that happened so much like I huh? like I have so like I I didn't heard so many stories from like so many of my partners and they tell me like how these women literally are laying down. And then the next day, you get a text oh. message. My phone bill due. Like what? That ain't got nothing to do with me. That's <laughs> wow. None of my business. Like all, all these niggas in the league, and you trying to get some money from me? Like go find one of them. <laughs> right. Go go hunt you a player, huh? Matter of fact, go get you one of them niggas from the fucking Pelicans or some shit. <laughs> yeah, like you know what I'm saying. Like the Fox, they, it ain't even got to be no nigga in the league. Like I work with men every day. They write blank checks for they side bitches. Like every day. Hey, I, I know. Where you work at again? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Asking for <laughs> And I'm, I'm talking about these men with kids and grandkids. Got a whole side life going on <laughs> that they be spending money on. So it's just like, it's plenty out there. But, yeah, yeah. you know, that, that, definitely be that, that, I think that that's like the biggest, that's like, that's one of the biggest things. Like on the internet, you always see like, nigga broke, a nigga broke, a nigga broke. So in return, you get these yeah. ignorant youngsters that's like, fuck you. I'm gonna go get a white girl. She she appreciates me. 
I ain't got to hear her mouth. Like, I'm going to go get this Asian girl. You know, and it's stupid because you're going to have to deal with difficulties no matter what's the woman's race. Like, you're going to have to deal with a woman's mouth. You're going to have to deal with her attitude. You're going to have to deal with her mood swings. That don't change just because she's white. You know what I'm saying? Now, she might be more submissive because of her upbringing and her culture and whatnot. But other than that, like, no, you're going to deal with the same thing across the board. A woman is a woman. That's it. I mean, point fucking blank, man. But shit, like I said on Twitter, that I was like, man, a lot of these hoes be poor, bro. <laughs> they be poor as fuck, bro. Like, it's like it'd be like. I mean, I understand we all, you know, what I'm saying, got like financial difficulties and shit like that. That's cool. That's fine. But it's like, bro, you ain't got shit. And somebody taking care of you and you ain't got shit. It's like you need to speak on people and finances, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, please shut the hell up for the rest of us. Please. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? So that's that was my you know what I'm saying? That was my take. I'm like, man, it's like you know, it's so it's so funny watching watching women say what men don't have. But the same thing they say we don't have, they couldn't contribute to these contribute. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I, and I, I, I think that's what that's what starts it all. Like that's what starts it all. Like I've even I seen a tweet one time, uh, and it was from a girl, and it got like sixty thousand retweets, and she was just like, "Ladies, you want to make your nigga mad? Tell him his dick smiling. He broke." And like that's just that's, that's real life. Like women know how to hit them trigger points. So in return. Yeah. You know, you 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 hit that trigger point on the timeline where you can hide behind the keyboard and you start talking reckless. So then he started talking reckless. Now all of a sudden, black men hate black women. Right. He she didn't tell me my dick was little in front of all my partners. <laughs> right. Her edge is sucking. She ain't got and her wigs are bad. Right. Explosion. Now I'm the worst person in the world. Right. So I don't. I mean. You know, we we we've all agreed we've never met a black man that outright hates black women, like just happened. So, mm-hmm. and the numbers definitely prove that wrong because babies, black babies, and black two parent households are on the rise now. Like, I was, so are <laughs> biracial people. Yes, yeah, so that too. So what's the yeah? So what's the tea? Yeah, what's the tea? But <laughs> I, I, like I say, it's just one of them things that's just on the timeline, or you know, sometimes. It's not always on the timeline because I didn't met some black feminists and they really believe that and they carry that over into their regular life. They everyday mm-hmm. life, they really, you know, they hold to that. So, you know, but I think for the most part, that's just a Twitter thing. But it's a it's it's just a huge misconception. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd have to uh I have to agree. Because that's not an issue I've ever run into in life. I mean, because I, me, period, I've seen, I've seen women, I've seen the same women that complain about black men on the timeline, I've seen them with a black man in public, and vice versa. Right, it'd be like, what are you complaining about? <laughs> and vice versa. Uh, because you gotta tweet that nigga's just trash while you laid up with her. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm dead, man, look, I caught my, man, look, man. So you gotta remind them. Man, the look, I'm saying, a, bitches ain't shit, and I got my hand on somebody's booty. For, for no, exactly. like, no. No, like real life, like that happened to me and my girl one time. One time we had sex and we just laid up watching TV, and I got on the timeline, and then I see her on the timeline with her friends talking about niggas ain't shit. Why she laid up? You know she was talking about you, Joe. As it did so, <laughs> right? I think. I mean, but where's the line? <laughs> right. I'm thinking. I'm like. I'm like. Yo. I'm like. 
what are you talking about? She was like, oh, you not shit either. I'm like, we just had sex. Like, yeah. what you talking about? <laughs> she was like, just because just cause we had sex don't mean you ain't shit. And I'm like, dog, this is crazy. Like, it doesn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I see no but, she, but she know heifers love the ancient ass, too. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, because that's, that's my thing. Like, if men ain't shit as much as women say they are, they not, then obviously y'all must like it. Like, either y'all must like it. Well, that no still options. don't mean y'all need to be ain't shit. Man, women be more ain't shit than we then are. Than we are. Well, oh, we're talking about men. Oh, no, you don't want to talk about that, huh? We're talking about Oh, you don't want to talk about that, huh? Nobody we're ever want to talk about that. Nobody ever want to talk about Keep it cute or keep it on mute. If, if, if we gonna keep it a stack, they mm. way more ain't shit. Than I, I was about to say, you know, because, Bria, I've, I've heard you admit that women are way better at cheating than men. I've heard you say that. Women don't cheat. Now you you might want to pump fake. Women you know, don't cheat. What are you talking about? What? <laughs> That's, That's cool. Crazy. I understand. I understand. I understand. You, you know you gotta protect your women's federation. Right. Black you women, we do not cheat. Lies, lies, what? Lies. Never lies. black woman, you know, cheated. Jennifer Hudson uh, for hey, 10 years. Big facts, though. <laughs> 10 years, G. Oh, that matter now? That matter? So, oh, so you saying, so you saying, right? oh, okay, so it's okay if you ain't married. Is that what you're saying? I want to get that single? on the record. Who? Yeah. Jennifer Hudson? I don't know what they was. They were together for like 10 what? years. I don't know if they was on some Jen Jones. What's she put? They were engaged. Single? Oh. Oh, that was See, she put, she put that on her, on her thing. Is there a box to put dating, engaged? Okay, so oh, let, 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 me, let, me, let me clarify so this. So single. you're saying, so okay, so you're again, saying, we talking about you're saying things? right now, unless you're married, unless you're married, cheating is okay. Is that what you're we saying? We're talking about men. Like, so. Oh, all right. So, all right. So... No, right. Right. Men love, 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 love turning the tables. Jesus. My no, God. Turn the tables. Y'all, y'all, y'all want equality. Y'all oh want equality, so we're trying to get y'all equality. You're coming at me like I'm a white feminist. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You don't want equality? We're talking about men, so yeah, it must fair, be equal. Yeah. Fair enough. I don't even know but, what I had no. to ask y'all. <laughs> no, we were just talking about how oh, black men shit. Oh, no. Yeah, we were talking about women. how black men are so wholesome. Black women. We don't cheat. All we do is go to Bible study and eat wings. That's it, man. Black men don't cheat. I, bet. I ain't never met a nigga that cheated before. You know why? Me either. I'm tell you why. <laughs> because black men don't cheat. They just fuck other girls when they not in, they, when they not in a relationship with somebody they talking to. Mm. Niggas be full of situationships. And Full of fuck another woman. Oh, he cheated on me. No, bitch. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. Time out. We're not. We're not an official couple. Mm-hmm. You relax. You be cool. You know why we on this subject, Bria? I need. I need your uh, opinion. Uh, we was talking about this. We were talking about this earlier there at the the barber shop. So a young man in the barber shop, he had to be about seventeen, eighteen, and he's about the youngest one in there. And he asked us a question. And his question was, he's seen examples where a man approaches a woman, <laughs> lies about his intentions, and when she finds out he lied about his intentions, she flips shit. And he's seen examples when a man approaches a woman, he's truthful about his intentions, and the woman thinks that she's going to change his intentions, and when she don't, she flips shit. 
So his question was, why tell the truth? If if I'm bound if I'm bound to get my tires slashed anyway. Because I didn't do what she wanted me to do. Tell the truth. It's gonna come out no matter what. That's what I said too. But he had a great point because now that I think about it, I know men who've been truthful about the situation and then a woman get mad months down the line when she realized he was being truthful. If somebody show their true colors, you believe them. If somebody tell you something when you ask them directly and they tell you something just because they give you the answer that you don't want at that time, that don't mean don't believe them because they said that shit and admit it. That's what I thought too, but you know, that young man, he was very confused about why men, you know, end up you know, on the run after they done told the truth to a girl, but she didn't realize he was really being truthful and he wasn't about to be in a relationship That's with her. just because sometimes <laughs> some women are like fixer-uppers. No, oh, okay. So they, they... it's like, oh, you may not feel this way right now, but you will. Man. Until you don't. And Until you... Oh, you never will, you know? Yeah. Now she, you now she, you can't force that on people. Now she riding whore with her key on your hood. Yeah, you, you can't, you can't put the the future of somebody that you want like into their life. You can't, you can't will that. They have to want it. Gotcha. All right. So what, what's what's the next question? What we got? So we could we could get out these women since y'all are just so yeah awesome. because women are the best. Uh, <laughs> So, all right, yeah, let's end this about men again. <laughs> so, black men, what's your favorite part about being a black man? And uh, what's the hardest part? Shit, I get hoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I mean, you know everybody loves a black man, bro. Everybody loves a black man, man. I mean, yeah, it comes to certain shit. Everybody loves a black man. Mm. I feel and like... I, just, I honestly just think about, like, black men or, like, just the history of black men, you know what I'm saying, throughout, and how, you know what I'm saying, how strong, you know what I'm saying, we are, you know what I'm saying, when it came to terms of leadership back then, you know what I'm saying, people respected, you know, pillars of their community and shit like that and it's like just adding to that history you know what I'm saying being naturally gifted at certain things that the rest of the world is not you know what I'm saying just just being a black dude is just fucking lit you know what I mean I, I think the the best part of being a black man is your statue um it's to me, I always got a kick out of. I always got a kick out of walking into a place, and I catch eyes with a white woman who might be with her man, and I could tell mm-hmm. she's intrigued by me. But then I catch eyes with her man, and I can see fear in his eyes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I, it's always something I've always paid attention to in public. I don't know why I've always paid attention to it because I've never been in a white woman, but I just always paid attention to it. And I think that statue just goes a long way. It's like we just, we highly sought after. And especially mm-hmm. if you on your shit as a black man. If mm-hmm. you on your shit, you are a high commodity. Like you mm-hmm. highly sought after. But the downside to that is you're sought after by white supremacy too. 
So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, you got your statue, you on your shit, but you also you got... all up OJ Simpson. You was reading him to shit. <laughs> so it's, 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 it's just like you know, you you highly sought after. You doing your thing in life, but believe me, there's a white man somewhere that's plotting on your downfall. It's a target on your back. Exactly. Man. Exactly. And it's like even when when I think about that, like now that you just say that, I think about Allen Iverson. When he said when he was in high school and he had the fight at the bowling alley, mm-hmm. and they were trying to give him jail time mm-hmm. for a fight, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then he was like, he really didn't even have too much to do with who he was. Just because who he was. And the yeah, most crazy I mean, part about that, I don't know if y'all ever watched the documentary or saw the video of the mm-hmm. fight, but it was like thirty people fighting. Yeah, yeah, it was a huge group. But fight. they picked him. But he was the only one in court, only one. Because he was the one with the future. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> So it's just like you highly sought after, you know, you you loved in so many places, but it's a lot of places that you hated. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. you know, so like it's a, it's, you know, I guess that's the best and worst part about being a black man, to be honest, because yeah. it's just like you know, you grow up, you get an education, you find a good job, you find your wife, you have a family, you love your family, but every morning you got to get up and you got that thought like, damn, I might not make it back to my kids. Right. Cause yeah. motherfuckers is out here really, you know what I'm saying, on a mission. You know what I'm saying? It's just you know what I'm saying, get the black man out of here. Yeah, so yeah. I, I think I, it's it's a it's a double edged sword. Got as good and as bad, just like anything else in life. It's just so happened as a black man, we face with the possibility of the worst every day we wake up. Mm-hmm. Because to to the rest of the world, we look naturally terrifying. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People clutch their purses when they see us. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? To pull their kids a little bit closer. Might step away off the sidewalk a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people, you know what I'm saying, are naturally scared of us anyway. So it's like anytime we seem like we're, you know, aggressive, you know what I'm saying? And make sure it's like, oh, it's a problem. You know, just you can just look at the way they handle um how they handle black people that are being apprehended versus white people. Mm-hmm. Like their approaches are so much more of, you know what I'm saying, aggressive and direct. Yeah. Or with a black person compared to a white person where they're asking that person to do things. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, the weapons aren't drawn. And they, and they, right. They, they do what they yeah. want. They, they do what they want. Like, right. for real. Like, somebody asked me a couple of weeks ago, it was just like, if you could be white for 24 hours, what would you do? And the first thing I said was, I would talk reckless to every cop I come across. Like legit, yeah, nothing's gonna happen. <laughs> like nothing, like sure. nothing, like especially like white women. Oh man, they talk to cops like they ain't shit. Like <laughs> they <talk> big facts. <laughs> like big they facts. they get out the car screaming, calling them out their name. Uh-huh. Man, look, if we get out that car too fast, you better duck because bullets coming. <laughs> Mm. Wishing motherfucker would get out the car talking about I need finna call your supervisor. <laughs> right. And they the crazy part about it is they'll sit there and they take it. They take it. Mm-hmm. And they'll they'll give out the supervisor number. They'll give out the badge number. Let me ask for a badge number. <laughs> like, let me ask for one. Boy, you always be Right. <laughs> Beat with the nightstick. <laughs> right. So, you know, it is it's good and bad to being a black man, but you know, I wouldn't trade it if somebody gave me the opportunity to, because mm. I, I just I, I feel like it's I feel like it's an honor in a way. Yeah, uh, I feel like you know, unless you know 
you know, you you come up in money and you put in a great situation. Other than that, like if you're a black man, even if you come from middle class, especially if you come from poor class, like yo, like if you make it, like that's like it's like it's it's kind of like a world record. You know what I'm saying? Because you could look around you and be like, damn, that could have been me. I could still be on the block. Or I could still be, you know, in the streets, or I could be having five, six kids. So it's just like when you make it as a black man, it's just that sense of proudness that you get. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of like you just, you beat all eyes. But in actuality, you haven't beat all eyes. Because now you got to, once you make it, you got to make sure you stay there. Yeah, like, you, 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 you got to avoid being shot by a cop from a stupid traffic right. ticket. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to avoid... You know, you know, getting caught up in the wrong situation with your homeboys, you know, that ain't where you at in life, you know. So it's just like, you know, you make it, but you never really make it because it's just so much on you as a black man. It is. It's a huge responsibility. Yeah. It's a huge responsibility. And it's like, I don't think people really understand how huge that responsibility is. Because, like, as a black man, you always have to be the bigger person. There is no room for you. To be, you know, what I'm saying the little person, mm-hmm. you know, even just mm-hmm. like in this situation that, you know, what I'm saying with the teacher and the student, you know, what I'm saying the student was Hispanic and you know the teacher was African American male, and the media mm-hmm. was spinning the story, you know, what I'm saying luckily there was a whole video, but right. the media was spinning the story like he just teed off on, you know, what I'm saying just teed off on the dude for no reason, and so right. it's like, you know, what I'm saying, like I said, we're not, you know, what I'm saying to the rest of the world. We look, you know, naturally frightening. So it's like they paint black men as the the big bad wolf. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Far mm-hmm. too often. Well, we really just be trying to keep our head low and stay out the way. You know what I mean? That's most of really be trying to do that. We ain't trying to be in no mix. You know, like talking about, man, you know what I'm saying? We just trying to just do what we need to do. Make it back to the house with the, you know what I'm saying, with the people. That's it. And I, and I think I don't think that's just black men. I think that's black people. Period. Right. Like I think, and I think, and I think white people. I honestly think that they know that they've done so much fucked up shit to us that they feel like if they give us equality, we're gonna turn around and do it to them. Yeah. And yeah. in actuality, we not like we're not like, we ain't trying to like like we ain't trying to oppress y'all. We ain't trying to put y'all in slavery. We ain't trying to make y'all work the bottom dollar job. Like no man, like let us just get what we work for and leave us alone. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah, it. Like that's it. Let, let us let us have our cookouts, man. We ain't doing you right. nothing. Like Thanks, there's man. no like, like, like you, you right. You know what I'm saying? Like that lady, you go to the cookout and you calling the police, like. You know, hell, you you might have got a plate. We might have invited you over there. Hey. You know what I'm saying? I, but it's just like you you got out your car and decided to bring the police into the situation when we was minding mm-hmm. our business. Now you ain't thinking no real, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now now we now we looking for you. Now we looking now we looking for you. The next time we see you, so it's just like you know we don't want we don't want to do nothing. Them we just want to live our life peacefully and go on about our business. That's yeah. it. And that's really it, man. And I don't think people understand that shit at all. Because the way we see how black people have been getting treated between the police and just random-ass white people, just doing simple shit like going to a pool at a complex you pay rent at is becoming a task because somebody doesn't believe that you live there. Mm -hmm. Like, that's trash. Like, And even if I didn't, bitch, what is it to you? 
Mm-hmm. As long as I'm not right. creating a problem for everybody else, like I'm just here. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and that's just one of the downfalls of it. People and people always like bother you, bother you when it's inconvenient and assume shit on a on a consistent basis, man. Like I remember I was like in the grocery store, like shit. I'm just like I might be like 15 with my pops, man. And she was like, okay, she was like, uh, food stamp card. Mm. <laughs> and he looked he was like, I don't get food stamps. And I'm looking like, I'm like, shit, I'm thinking it's something I ain't know. I'm like, hey, we got stamps. Hell yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> shit. <laughs> shit, I don't care what nobody say. Anybody would take some food stamps for real. And the, and the crazy part, like, it's crazy you mentioned food stamps because it's just like, when it comes to public assistance, they painted us as the hey. ones that use it. When in actuality, if you go look at the numbers, it's really them it's, it's who wanted the most. Yeah, <laughs> right. Hey, it's bro. really it's, them who got all of it. I, I you know, fucking the, love to get some damn food stamps. <laughs> but I right. don't. But, I, but can't, I can't. I can't because Cindy got it around the corner. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, it's, so it's like, yeah, man, the ladies just assume that we want food stamps because we black. And it's like, that's wow. You know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't paying with no food stamps. Niggas got cash. You know what I'm saying? And at that time, like my pops, he was a, a finance manager at a Chevrolet dealership. So he was making really, really, really good money. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So it's like, bitch, we ain't poor. <laughs> right. But that's what they that's what they think of that's us. They think we're all poor. We all sell drugs. Right. You know. So it's just like something you gotta deal yeah. with, and it ain't going away. <laughs> Not in our lifetime. It's like just people just willfully ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Because the thing about it is Google is always free. Mm. You know, Google is always free. Interactions with people are free sometimes for the most part. And it's Mm. like through all of that, you don't learn shit. It's like you stay in the same place. So it's like, you know, we're just not going to explain this anymore. We've already told you how this works multiple times. So if you Whenever you get it, you will get it. If not, you just don't get right. it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's so many people that are just willfully ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Right. And yeah. I think I think the other side to that is like a lot of people aren't ignorant. They're just victims of their experience. And what I mean by that is I know, you know, like me personally, like I've been harassed by cops. I've been stopped by cops. Like I did stupid stuff when I was young. I've got arrested. You know, so I've been through that whole little thing. But I don't walk around thinking every cop is bad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know they got stand-up cops in this world. Whether I know right. them or not, they got them. Right. You it's, know what I'm saying? Every cop not out there. It's get a me. world full of Carl you Winslow's know? out there. Man. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, they got them out there. But on the flip side of that, you know, just like you can have a black man who gets stopped and harassed by a cop and for the rest of his life, he feel like every white officer, white man is evil, then... On the flip side of that, let's think about a white woman that might have came to New Orleans for Mardi Gras, and she got robbed by a black man. Right now she, now she, now she, she got that tainted image of a black man in her eyes. You know what I'm saying? Because that's her experience. Like if that's if that's a you know a wealthy white woman who ain't never been in the hood and she comes to the city for the first time for Mardi Gras and she get you know mugged by a black man, then that's her experience with a black mm-hmm. man. Right. So as she goes on in life. You know, maybe she will let that go and say every black man not evil. But it's a good chance that she's going to look at every black man in the same light from now on. So I have a hard time, you know, 
you know, saying that all white people are racist because I don't truly believe that. Like, because I know, I know certain white people that I'm friends with that are not racist, but I do believe that there are white people out there that had bad experiences with black people and that tainted their image forever. Right. Because we can't, we can't sit here and you know protect our men and protect our community like we all good apples. Mm-hmm. Like no, like we have bad apples in our community. So what if one of them bad apples went to that same white woman that called the police on you for walking down the street? You get right. what I'm saying? Like yeah, she shouldn't have did it, but because of her experience, she's automatically scared of a black man. Right. So I think that's something like we should take into consideration. You know, when we look at these certain, you know, situations. Now, I'm not giving an excuse for it, but I'm just saying that's a very probable example to happen to a white person, mm-hmm. and they and they have a tainted image forever of a black yeah. man. And it's unfortunate that that would have to be, but right, because I mean, you got a lot, you got a lot of, you got a lot of us in the community that have never had interaction with the police, never. We've never had a bad interaction with the police. Yeah, or just one period for but that we, matter, you know. Yeah, but you heard about mm-hmm. one, or you seen one on TV, right. and now all of a sudden your image is tainted right. of all police, you know? And it's like, you might come across a good policeman that's trying to help you, but because your image is tainted, now you're talking to him crazy, or you're being nonchalant, right. and it's just like, he's trying to help you. Right. But you think all cops are bad because of what you've seen on TV or what you heard they did to your cousin. But every officer not like that officer that hemmed up your cousin on the corner. And that's true. So it, you know, it, it's it's. I think I think it's it's a lot more to this racism thing than we all like to think about. I think we we all like to just keep it on the surface of slavery and Jim Crow and all that, which all of that is real. And it's very prevalent in our daily lives. But I think sometimes we should take into consideration that maybe, you know, that white person not necessarily racist. They might just had a bad experience with a black person and now they're a black person's images forever tainted to them. Mm. Mm. I ain't got too much to say on that one. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of like, man, shit. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's like if a nigga gets you, a nigga gets you, man. Right. But we, but see, we we're built like right. that because of our upbringing, right. and we're 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 automatically taught you're gonna take more you're gonna take more losses than mm-hmm. most. You know what I'm saying? We're 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 we're, in that, we're taught on a daily basis growing up that you gonna take mm-hmm. a L, multiple L's, but everybody ain't brought up like that. Mm-hmm. Everybody everybody ain't brought up, you know, to you know. Just let something happen, learn from it, and push and through. On. Yeah, right. You know what I'm saying? Like you know what I'm saying? Like I, I think the best example you could give is, I don't, I don't ever believe that you could put a white man in a black man's shoes and he would be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Cause he's not built mm-hmm. like that. You know what I'm saying? Like he, he, he never had to face that. His life is comfortable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He don't have to worry about leaving his house and getting right. shot. It's like even like with some of the videos you see on the internet. Like it was one video I saw where there was this guy, he got pulled over for a speeding ticket. He has his like his rifle like in the mm-hmm. front seat next to him and it's right by him in arm's length distance. And the police just casually just laughing, you know, chuckling. Mm-hmm. And it's like shit, niggas can't even reach for their damn license without 
Exactly. exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. That's wild as hell. Exactly. It pisses me off when you see people say, you know, all you got to do is comply with the police. And shit. Oh, no, that's bullshit. It's like, that's a crock of shit because even if I didn't <laughs> listen to you or whatever, I was like, fuck you, you still get the right to shoot me. You know what I'm right. saying? I didn't harm you. Like, I ain't with you. Yeah. I said you go fuck yourself or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And, and I and I and I think I think a lot of that uh all you gotta do is abide by the law comes from ignorance. Mm-hmm. Because if people I feel like if everybody actually took the time to read the laws, especially the ones that are for law enforcement, they would realize that they are protected to kill us. Like there are literally laws that are written for them to kill us and get away with it. Thanks. <laughs> so it's just like that that do as the officer say and respect him, that's out the window, the man. Shit, man. Like <laughs> right. <laughs> he got a license to kill you and like, walk. I mean, like, I'm listening to a nigga for sure. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but damn, even if you know what I'm saying, he get like what if this dude having a pissed on, he having a pissy day mm-hmm. and he right. in a bad mood, which happens a lot, you know what I'm saying? And you got motherfuckers that real deal wanna just just right. knock black people off, man. Yeah, I, I I think it's just a fine it's it's a fine line, and I like what I always tell like because I I have a younger brother, and I always tell him, you be respectful of officers, but don't forget that you're a man just like he is. All right. And it's just like I feel like as a man, any man, whether you white, black, Puerto Rican, don't matter. You stand on certain principles, That's it. and you don't let somebody just because they got a badge. You you let them you know do you any kind of way right like no you you gotta you gotta stand on something like you you I I just I firmly believe that and you know some people say oh well you know your life not worth it or you know blase blase but it's just like for me like I didn't been pulled over and harassed with my son and right. all it's no way in hell like no way in hell I'm just gonna let anybody especially an officer do me any type of way in front of my son. Cause I feel like even in that situation, I'm setting an example for him. Yeah. So if I if I'm spineless in that situation, what am I showing my son? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If I'm letting the officer talk to me any kind of way and do me any kind of way, knowing that I have not done him anything wrong, then what am I teaching my child? So I always feel like be respectful, but remember you're a yeah. man. So it's just like you know, just like you got a mother and father, he got a mother and father. Right. You know, so you know, stand on your principles. You know, you don't, you don't be scared of somebody just because they got a badge and a gun. Like, you just, and I, I think that's something that black men, you know, like we, we have to go through in life. Yeah. Like, you know, that you, you just, you, it's no, it's very little room for fear for us black men. Like, it's very little room because, like, once they sense it, oh, it's done deal. Like it, it, it is done deal, and I feel like that's a, that's across the board. That's like that's even being in school and dealing with a bully. Once he sense that you're scared of him, he gonna go all out. So it's just like at the end of the day, like you gotta stand on something, yeah. like something. Yeah, that's really it, man. Like all you really got is your balls and your word. At the end of the day, that's it. All right. Well, on that note, <laughs> 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 I think we've covered it all. Definitely, definitely. Talk happen. Um, That's a bet. Yeah. Appreciate you, Mike, for coming on. Good, man, no problem. Thank you for having me. 
Mike, tell the people where to find you. Oh, you can find me on um, Instagram, Mike Will the Flair. Snapchat is Mike Will the Flair. And uh, Twitter is underscore the Black Mike. No. And you can find me on Twitter at uh, Pablo Nobar. Same thing on Instagram. Uh, I'm sorry. Correction is underscore the Mike Black. (laughs) All right. Oh, okay. My bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, y'all. Till next time. All right. All right. Bye.